0: Yo, 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 Thought Warriors. What is up? Higher Learning is on. It is I, Van Lathan Jr.,
1: and it's me, Rachel and Lindsay.
0: Uh, We got two big guests on the podcast today. We got Michael Che, and we have Ray Austin. Michael Che is a comedian and a writer, and he's got a show coming on HBO, second season of That Damn Michael Che great conversation Show's with him not coming, coming.
1: It's, here. it's here it's here it's here
0: second season's here why don't you go support him how about that yeah support michael che um and we also have ray austin commissioner of the fan control football league Woo! which rachel Lindsay is a co-owner in question for you you're you have you own a team in the fan control football league mm-hmm. your co-owner uh is brian an owner with you
1: well we're married So yeah. So he
0: so he so we live in a community
1: property state. So yes, he he owns a piece of it.
0: So anything that you own, Brian owns.
1: Yes, I did not sign a prenup.
0: Interesting. Hmm.
1: You want to talk about it?
0: No, because I actually,
1: (laughs) I actually believe in prenups, but that's a whole other conversation.
0: You believe in prenups? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Why? But it wasn't a deal breaker for me.
0: I mean, look—you guys are very much in love.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Brian is very tall.
1: Because that's it. <laughs> he's a
0: great-looking guy. He's uh, very smart. Very easy to like that Brian.
1: He's easy. so easy, chill. Easy gotta, gotta
0: like. Easy gotta like. I could—you could see Brian's the kind of guy you can see yourself doing any activity with him. You can see yourself surfing with Brian. You can see yourself going axe throwing with Brian. You know what I mean? you know, going to escape room with Brian.
1: Stop picking white shit.
0: That nigga's white. <laughs> I,
1: mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, but you said anything. <clears throat> you can see anything. Why By the way? Why, why did he be see? like? Why could he be playing dominoes? Why couldn't you see yourself playing dominoes with Brian? I could see okay. myself
0: playing dominoes with Brian. But you know what? The funny thing is, the things that I just said there. Is that stuff that I would like to do? Why we had to put race on everything, Rachel? Why because is it all about race gonna, with you?
1: Because I'm just being very honest in a general sense. Axe throwing.
0: Axe throwing surfing. is fun.
1: Say, I didn't say it's not fun. This is the thing. I co- we so is for alike. white people? We are very alike in the sense that we are black people who went to white schools. And, and Drew, we, we were immersed in that. But you say
0: surface for white people?
1: Axe, surf, most white people surf. Have you ever gone Most surfing? Most
0: white people surf? Have you have you gone
1: surfing?
0: Let me tell you something. I've never I been surfing, know. but look. But look, I think it's unfair that we say surfing. <laughs> look, look, surfing, we can't give white people. You know what? This is what white people, this is what we do. White people start doing something, and we just give it to them because they started no, doing. White I people think didn't invent that no a surfing. Surfing thing comes about
1: black people in the in water and the ocean, and I, I think there's a level of trust that we might not necessarily have. In well, the they water. don't let us live. I by swim, the ocean. and I'm a good swimmer, but yeah. I don't want to be in the water like that. I'm just going to be honest. Who do, do you think of, invented
0: surfing? Who do you think invented surfing?
1: I don't know. Hawaii? Do you think somebody came from Hawaii? Some in Hawaii? Started in Hawaii. Do you
0: think somebody white invented surfing? No. About three to five thousand years ago, oh, cultures sh- in ancient sh- Peru fished in kayak-like watercraft oh, that's right. made of reeds that the fishermen surfed back to the shore. All right. There's all different types of stuff. Then Polynesian. Polynesian culture, surfing was an important activity. Guess. Modern surfing, as we know it today, is thought to have originated in Hawaii. The, the history of surfing Ow! dates back to AD 400 in Polynesia, where Polynesians began to make their way to the Hawaiian Islands from Tahiti and uh, the the Marcus Islands. It's, it's just Marquesas Islands or something. They, met, you said Marcus. they brought they Marcus. brought, Marcus. They, brought <laughs> they brought many of their <laughs> customs, including playing in the surf on basically bodyboards. It was in Hawaii that the art of standing and surfing upright on boards was invented. Various European surfers, various European explorers witnessed surfing in Polynesia. Surfing may have been observed by British explorers at Tahiti in 1767. Samuel Wallace and the crew of the HMF Dolphin were the first Britons to visit the island in June of that year. So they came over here. They saw other people surfing. They fucking the colonized surfing
1: it. they colonized, and they colonized surfing. The
0: surfing and now when we talk about surfing is the fucking beach boys man shout out kelly slater though you the illest dog i'm not gonna lie bro <laughs> kelly slater might be the, i'm not i'm not going it's not time to handle kelly, kelly slater kelly slater might be the best athlete in, in the world man kelly oh slater gosh, be like, she looks
1: amazing he's like 50 51 he's like 50 it's 51 insane. years old i saw him at the oscars just looks 35
0: yeah, mm-hmm. and he—he's from Hawaii. Early years. Um, but my I, guess I was, was to see. Hawaii. Your guess was Hawaii. No, no, no. You, I'm not. I'm giving you. I'm giving you you props for this. I'm just saying my, we sadly, can't give. It was
1: give, colonized. It was colonized. We can't
0: get. We can't get. I'm not giving white people surfing, man. I'm not.
1: My point is because because we because really
0: we're in America. We could go other places where they surf big time, and I bet it's more than just white people surfing. No, my point is,
1: is that we don't do it. Was the point? And you, and you like and surfers. you and Brian is married to a black woman, and you started naming mm-hmm. activities that black folks don't do, and that's that's we what don't surf about. enough.
0: That is true. Um,
1: you know what? Let's do a higher learning surfing episode. I'll go. If we have any, it, if we have any thought warriors out there who surf and live on the west side,
2: mm-hmm.
1: west coast, and be would be more than happy to give beginner lessons to Van and I. I'd be down.
0: Look. You guys, you guys should come to the Higher Learning Surf meetup just to see me in a wetsuit. You're never gonna see a more pathetic sight, guys. Don't, why I'm gonna be honest with you. Just to that? see me in a wetsuit. My name is Van Terry Lathan Jr., but when I'm in a wetsuit, it's gonna be Van Titty Lathan Jr. <laughs> you know it's funny. Just laugh. Just laugh. You know it's funny. That was a good one. That will, just came I to will my not. head i will that, not you know it's funny you know it's funny not. all right whatever come to the higher learning meetup what, what did you do this weekend rach it's fucking hilarious. The, you know it's funny what'd you do this week rach what have you been doing you know it's hilarious van titty lathan <laughs> like van titty van titty like you know it's funny i don't know why you're trying to act stop like it's saying not funny. It, stop
1: saying it stop saying it stop saying it stop, immediately stop Trudy, is van <laughs> titty
0: lathan funny
1: why are you asking me what I did this weekend? It's Thursday. It's nigga, Thursday. The nigga,
0: weekend is tomorrow.
1: Uh,
0: bruh, look, I'm, can I be honest with you guys? I want to tell everybody this in my life. I'm working my ass off. I'm working my black ass off. I'm in Fort Lauderdale shooting this show. You know, I wake up. I interview people all day long. I talk shout out to the mother of king vaughn i talked to her today had to like that's
1: emotional yeah man you know
0: i'm down here for Lauderdale. i had breakfast at the moonlight diner you know what i mean it's like it's 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 and then you come back next week it's already full it's just i'm i'm stretching it man
1: it's a lot you're doing a, it lot. You're a doing, lot. It's it is hard to film a show. You have no flexibility. I can attest to that. They got you in a hotel room with black curtains. I don't know where you are. Look
0: at the fucking black. I'm in the Sheridan suites. Forget the and, black curtains. Forget that looks like
1: that looks something looks like it's about to come through the ceiling.
0: Oh yeah, I I, I didn't. I only noticed that. Did you that. call?
1: Did you call? No,
0: no, I didn't call. Cause I don't. I don't, that's t- I don't Cause that's
1: how tired he is, y'all. He's, I don't want to call. He just wants to go to bed. <laughs> I don't want to call.
0: It, it like I like the last two hotel rooms That's I've been in. To me. The last two hotel rooms I've been in. The last two hotels I've been in, okay? Star Wars celebration in Anaheim, because it's I came back home to LA, but I couldn't really stay at kicking with Kaliq and the dog too long. I had to go to Anaheim to do Star Wars celebration. Do you for know I was almost there? Oh, for when real? When I, I saw you go.
1: were there, I was almost there for extra.
0: Oh, for real? It was dope.
1: And I said, you guys, I'm not going to know what I'm doing. I'm I going to be lost. Oh,
0: my God. I, after it could have been me and Cele- the
1: Midnight Boys. Pew, pew.
0: <laughs> after Star Wars Celebration, I was so excited that I bought my own lightsaber. I custom built my own lightsaber with this lightsaber company. It's on its way right now.
1: I think that's cool.
0: How, many, how much do you think I spent for the lightsaber? About 1500 $1,000. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Thousand dollars, right. but for the worth lightsaber. it, right? This is an experience. Like mm-hmm. I get it. It's an experience. It's a like a souvenir, something you will keep for your No, 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 no no no, 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 no. It's not as you custom made it. What color is your light?
0: So the my the my lightsaber is green. Okay. Why? I want to do purple. So here's the deal. Let me tell you why I might change it to purple though, because I have a, a color disc in there. I've decided which lightsaber form I want to fight in. Okay. So as a Jedi. Or force-sensitive Jedi. Do you know who the Jedi are, Rachel? I, I think you do. I, was I bet do, you do. I was
1: stretching. I was stretching it by asking what color. That was. the I extent bet you of my know knowledge.
0: who the. Well, if you know what color the lightsabers are, then you know the Jedi. The Jedi. No, are No, I guys know that they, they have the colors. Right. I
1: don't know <laughs> what they, <laughs> they mean. Have colors. Yeah. <laughs> just,
0: so, you know the world has colors. I was just so trying
1: everything. to relate. I was just trying to relate, and then you you were going too deep. But fine, Jedi is okay. Um. The, yeah, the, a Jedi like.
0: Um, Obi Wan uh, Kenobi. Yeah, Obi Wan Kenobi, Yoda, Luke Skywalker, the Jedi, right, the protectors of peace. Luke Skywalker—that's the name I was trying to
1: think of. Right.
0: Yes. So, I've decided that I'm going to actually become a lightsaber duelist. I'm not just going to have my lightsaber. Uh, I'm going to learn to fight with my lightsaber. I'm going to learn to have be lightsaber combat. Combat. I'm going to become a duelist. I'm going to learn how to fight with okay. it. Okay. Right? Um, I've decided to take lightsaber form seven. They're different. There's seven different forms of lightsaber combat. Lightsaber form seven is Vapod. Vapod is the style used by Mace Windu. The reason why he uses Vapod is because uh, it combines the light side of the force with the dark side of the force that you have blue and red combined. You get purple. So he's able to draw on evil dark side energy to fight dark siders. You know what I mean? Use their own energy against them but he's also harnessed and anchored by the light side of the force. So, what I'm gonna do is part of my fitness routine, and I'm sure somebody wow. will take me doing this, is I'm gonna start going outside at night and fighting, swinging with my lightsaber. Oh, wow. I wanna be a Jedi. So,
1: so you know how y'all in that movie Role Model, where they go to the park? And they they reenact the whole like medieval thing. They larp.
0: They larp. Yeah, larpers. They something.
1: larp. That's kind of similar cuz the park where I live on the weekends, I see that activity going on. Do you live I off personally- in tour over there? I don't want to speak to where I live. Okay. Uh but I have seen it before. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I <laughs> and I actually think it's really cool. I, Copper and I have stopped and we've watched the whole thing play out. So don't be embarrassed about doing not, that at night. I'm okay, not embarrassed. I actually think it's a really cool thing to watch. I mean, I know it's not the same thing, but it's like-minded. You know what I mean?
0: I got to buy a Jedi, a Jedi robe as well. Look, here, here's the thing. You know what I realized? Um, you, gotta,
1: do, you do you have to? Do
0: I'm going to buy a Jedi robe? robe.
1: But you don't have you know, to. You just want to.
0: I'm definitely going to buy a jedi robe i'm definitely gonna go buy it you know what i mean i'm definitely gonna go buy a jedi robe for sure i don't give a Will fuck Will the
1: midnight boys fight with you because that could hell
0: be hell yeah we some fucking nerds man we don't give a fuck this shit makes us happy it could be fun. can we just be happy all right
1: we gotta I, start I, the show. i'm not against it
3: but yes I
0: know you're go not. ahead oh you what you, you got some team all right on the other side we're gonna talk about massages Cleveland Browns quarterback, $250 million guaranteed, saw at least 66 massage therapists over a 17-month period, according to a report. Um, He's got new allegations, Deshaun Watson. Um, Appointments, he booked appointments with 66 different women over 17 months from the fall of 2019 through the spring of 2021. God damn Damn, 24 women who have filed lawsuits in the past, including two in the past week. So 24 women have filed him, two in the past week have filed him. Um, the woman who sued Watson, but then she withdrew the complaint. Two women who filed criminal complaints against him, but did not sue him. We, we know that some of those criminal complaints have already not gone through. Uh, but two things are here. Number one, this is the first complaint after he signed this gigantic contract with the Cleveland Browns. Two complaints, excuse me. These are the first two complaints after he found, signed a gigantic con- contract with the Cleveland Browns. If you guys remember, there were three teams that were kind of going back and forth for the services of Deshaun Watson the Atlanta Falcons, the New Orleans Saints, and the Cleveland Browns. It is said that the Saints and the Falcons got cold feet at the end, and that allowed the Browns to come back and give him a deal that is so staggering. Yeah. in terms of the money paid and the guaranteed money, um, that is just flabbergasting how much, how rich that contract is. He's a fantastic, phenomenal player, but considering everything else that's going on in his life, there's not very many people thought that he would make that kind of money. Um, now, question is this. One, the NFL is doing an investigation into Sean Watson right now to try to figure out what kind of punishment, if any, they're gonna levy against him? Question number one, Rachel. What's taking them so long? Question number two. The fuck is wrong with Deshaun Watson, man? Like on some real shit. Like, like we're you know the women are saying the, the the latest accuser says she's giving a massage and he just starts jacking off. What I'm not. Look, I'm not in any way, 24 accusers, Mm-mm. can we keep it gangster for a second? 24 women said that you jacked off, <laughs> just randomly jacking off while you're getting a massage, 24 what? times? What? Could you understand? I could understand if there was one jack off incident. I really could, because then it could be like, hey, I signals got crossed, I thought something was happening this way, I thought I was getting a happy ending, whatever. Nigga, you jacked
1: off 24 times? Okay, so I can't answer your question separately. First off, I will tell everybody he didn't. There are twenty-four women who have a civil suit. They are not all claiming that he jacked off. Oh, so it's it's all
0: not all jacking off. Okay, it's
1: all it it varies. Some people are saying they had sex. Some people are saying he jacked off. Some people are saying he asked for certain sexual favors. It varies, but that's just the 24 civil complaints. There is a fantastic New York Times article that is written that says, at minimum, at minimum, keywords, you guys, 66 women are talking. Let that sit for a second. There are women who have stories that are so afraid, which speaks to the society that we live in, which speaks to the power that an NFL player has, which speaks to the power, which shows how problematic the society is, that they will value the word and what an NFL player can do over what a woman experienced. Like this is so complicated in so many different levels. There are women who are speaking out and telling stories who are hiding because they're, they're telling their story but they're doing it in an anonymous way because they are so afraid of their family and themselves being attacked. And these women are speaking out, not suing. 24 civil suits, minimum of 66 women have stories. And it's deeper than that. It's not just, oh, I have a story. It's that there is a, ironically, if you watch Snowfall, a woman named Louie,
4: Louie,
1: who worked at a spa who was working hand in hand with Deshaun Watson and setting him up True. with massage therapists. Setting him up with massage therapists. And there are there is evidence that has come out in depositions that the New York Times obtained that shows communication where she says that she's going to get him under control. Louis is going to get Deshaun Watson under control. That she basically is like, I understand. She acknowledges that something is not right. She acknowledges that she's spoken to him about his behavior. You have to read this article. It is so extensive and it's not based off of hearsay. It is based off of deposition testimony of women who are so afraid to speak because they're afraid of what the public, because they regard Deshaun Watson in such, with such praise because he's a superstar quarterback and he did great things in college and has continued to do great things in NFL. And they're worried about how they will be viewed and received in this society because time, history has shown us that women, especially women of color, they're, they're, they are not valued in the same way as someone who's an NFL player. And if, that, if you doubt that by any means, look at the fact that Deshaun Watson signed a new contract with a brand new team in spite of these allegations because it's time that he signed with the Cleveland Browns there were 22 civil suits. Yes, the grand jury on two occasions denied uh filing criminal charges against What does that him. mean to you? That there's it, it is so hard to prove a criminal case you guys?
0: But okay, so so let's talk about that though. When we talk about cuz this is cuz I said this on I said this on the podcast I said on the podcast, hey, no criminal charges. You got to let them play, right? You got to move on, right? Like, it's, it's no criminal charges. It's no... That was before but, I realized that he had jacked off twice, two more times. You know well, what I mean? There's more, these
1: private companies have moral clauses.
0: They have moral and, clauses. So what I'm saying is, what's the societal standard, though? What is this, the societal standard? And this is the thing that we're all legislating. And... Uh, Trudy and Donnie, if you want to jump in on this at any time, too, I just want to know what the, the most people. what's the societal standard as far as someone being. How should we feel about this? There's obviously there's obviously something going on here. Like, it's not even a joke. Yeah. Uh, like, so the, there's obviously something going on here. Obviously, Deshaun Watson takes the field for the Browns next season or the season after. There's obviously something here. There's no doubt about that. There's something here.
1: There's no vendetta. What are we supposed? Sixty-six women are not do not have a vendetta against Deshaun Watson. You are a great quarterback, but sorry, there is not this huge conspiracy against you to take you down. I am so sorry. So when you ask, what are you supposed to think about it? What do you mean? Like it to me? This is a case of reiterating the importance of women. And what happens to them and their voice and how they're valued in the society over a prominent, successful, wealthy football player who is worth more to the NFL than these women's stories are. To Mm. me, this shows the power of the NFL. This shows the power of the athlete. Deshaun Watson is a person who I'm sure has shown promise since he was in Pop Warner football. Since he was in Pop Warner to junior high, to high school, to on the collegiate level at Clemson, he has shown promise, which means he's shown wealth, which means he's shown he's worth something. And he has shown that he is valuable to a private, successful billion dollar organization. They're going to put that over the voices of these women of color all day, every day. These aren't huh. the daughters of NFL owners. These are women who work in a salon spa off the of north of 45. That's the hood. I'll tell you right now, it's the hood. I know Houston. Like, huh. like y'all think about this. Athletes are given a lot, including the tools they need to succeed with mental health, he could get a massage uh, at the facility anytime he wanted physically, to. Physically, yeah. exactly. The team has massage therapists. If he didn't want them, they could set him up with a massage therapist. But he went outside of that. And most of the time, a lot of athletes or just successful people in general are very private. I was listening to Teddy, uh, Bruce can talk about uh he's had five different people over the t- the span of his career come and administer those type of uh uh Exercise or, or be a massage therapist to him, right? Deshaun Watson had a minimum of 66 in a two-year span. That's nuts. In a two-year span. He has a fetish. He has a problem. He was seeking these people out. He was teaming with the owner of a spa to, to, to bring these women in. And what's more sad to me is that there are more women who aren't speaking at fear of how they will be judged and they can't express what happened to them how they were violated because society holds the Desha- deshaun jackson's of the world in such high regard still to this day the man signed a 300 mil- plus million dollar contract with 250 million guarantee in That's light crazy. of this
0: um The Texans have been uh, added as a defendant because either knowingly or unknowingly, the team provided a venue for Deshaun Watson to get some of these massages. His lawyer, Rusty Harden, talked about it, Uh, and he says, sexual activity during a massage is not a crime. We might need your legal eagle right here. Donnie, give that to me.
2: I don't know how many men are out there now that have had a massage that perhaps occasionally
1: there was a happy ending, all right? Maybe there's nobody in your listening audience that, that ever happened to. I do want to point out, if it has happened, it's not a crime, okay? Unless you are paying somebody extra or so to give you some type of sexual activity, it's not a crime. And so at the end of the day, uh, that's another thing that would affect conflict. Doing something or saying something or being a way that makes you uncomfortable is not a crime. Rusty. Rusty One of the best 81. lawyers in the world, Rusty Harden. Defense lawyers. Yeah, 81. Was around with Enron. Was around with old Roger. Somebody else I'm not mentioning. He's a high profile. Yeah. High, high profile defense lawyer out of Texas. Uh Rusty failed to mention consent. Now he has since come out and and, and fixed that What'd he statement.
0: Say? What'd he say?
1: I'm not sure specifically what he said, but he said he was giving a hypothetical that doesn't necessarily apply to Deshaun Watson.
0: Can I can I say can I tell you what he said? That's
1: mm-hmm, what he said. Please.
0: I I misspoke when I said that you could just go around jacking off all willy nilly wherever you want to. That's not what I meant to say. What I meant to say
1: is what? was that More my aggressive.
0: client is innocent. 66 women are trying to get Deshaun Watson out the paint and I ain't letting it happen. Because I'm rusty and hardened and I don't <laughs> give a fuck about society. All I care about is money. Deshaun Watson fucked up. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. I'm off. I'm off of it. Like I think my lucky stars, the Saints didn't jump into that that Hornets nest. You should L- look. Deshaun Watson owes the world an explanation. Twenty four women. This well, he is-
1: gave him look. one. Okay. He basically right. posted on his Instagram that like blogs are gonna talk and haters are gonna hate Deshaun. This I'm telling you, athletes have it's been 24/1. have been excused for. It. Not everybody is Deshaun by any means, but I'm just saying they've been catered yeah. to and babied for such a long time. I, I, like, they think they're above the law. You can't this say a,
0: they think they're above the law. This is one guy. You know what I mean?
1: But but a lot of times, it it is fine. I can't generalize, but. You don't want me to generalize. I'm going to generalize a lot of times successful people think they're above the law. You don't want me to specify athletes. Successful people think they're above the law. They can pay their way out of it. They can charm their way out of it. They are more valuable to whatever company, to whatever. You know what I mean?
0: Throw everybody in the same bucket. It's a lot more guys out there. I will say successful
1: people. I will say successful people think a lot. A lot of times we see the successful people think they're above the law.
0: Yes. Can I I mean, say I'm, that? Not, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not you know you can say I'm not and, and and them. Deshaun
1: ja- ja- uh, oh gosh I almost said Deshaun Jackson excuse me not wrong player Deshaun Watson seems to be one of them he doesn't seem to be remorseful at all his attorney doesn't seem to be that way either he seems to be continually making excuses and I'm sorry where is justice for these women who have been violated they didn't ask for this they didn't ask for it I suggest please everyone read the new york times article please read article.
0: it let's stay in the world of sports with jack del rio oh i can't jack I del rio me. who is the defensive coordinator for the washington commanders he has some thoughts about uh he, he says Look, I like, america's, I a, america's an unfair place and he doesn't see america keeping the same energy For the January 6th insurrection, an attack on the American Capitol, as they did for uh, the um, unrest that happened in the aftermath of George Floyd's death. Roll it out. Jack Del Rio. Let's hear him.
4: Let's get right down, down to it. What did I ask? A simple question. Why are we not looking into those things? If We're going to talk about it. Why are we not looking into those things? Because it's kind of hard for me to say I can realistically look at it. I see the images on TV. People's livelihoods are being destroyed. Businesses are being burned down. No problem. And then we have a dust up at the Capitol. Well, there's no, nothing burned down. And we're not going to talk about we're going to make that a major deal. I just think it's kind of two standards. And if we apply the same standard, and we're going to be reasonable with each other let's have a discussion that's all it was let's have a discussion we're americans let's talk it through i'm for i'm for us you know having a great opportunity to have a fulfilled life uh, like i said every way every which way i can when i'm here it's about love and respect
0: hmm. um okay Let's talk about a phenomenon that exists in America. It's called white I've been dealing with white nesia my whole life as many people have been. It's something that happens. It's actually very clinical. We've been able to actually break this down on a scientific level. We privilege racism. They make it a fatty epoxy. You breathe them in. You breathe them in and it goes up into your brain. And it chokes parts of the brain. You breathe in the privilege, right? Turns into an epoxy. Chokes parts of the brain and actually deadens nerve centers that help you remember and adequately synthesize information in the realm of reality. Some classic examples of white is that, hey, everyone loved Martin Luther King Jr. Fuck no. You hated him. You hated him. But white tells you now that he's some kind of sacred cow that you must parade in front of us whenever you fuck up. That's not what Dr. King would do. Well, we don't know what Dr. King would be doing right now because you blew his fucking head off. He so, we, so, so, so we don't know what he would be doing. He might be in YSL. We have no clue what Dr. King would okay. be up to right now. Sorry. He might be. You never know. He'd be down there in Atlanta. You have no clue what Dr. King would be up to right now because you killed him for trying to free people and trying to make poor people uh, uh, richer. White Nisha also happens for one specific area, slavery. White Nisha, number one thing, slavery. You hear people say, oh, it wasn't so bad. Remember the Duck Dynasty guy said that slavery was a, uh, kept the black family
1: together? No, that's true, Louisiana folks. I'm, I'm not aware of that.
0: They said that. You know what I mean? People would say slavery is four hundred years ago. Whitenesia stops you from being good at math. It's not four hundred years ago. Nigga. They said
1: they kept a black family together.
0: Like, go back and look what he said. He said we all have families and stuff like that. He said something like that. Like, I, I don't, I don't give a fuck. Whatever he said, it's something stupid. So, the, the January sixth, capital, insurrection, resulted in the. Deaths of law enforcement officers. So all of these people, remember White all of these people that want you to lay at the feet of the same cops who killed your brother, don't give a fuck when their people kill the police. They don't even remember that it happened. They, he said that it was a dust up. Whatever you might think, about what happened in the aftermath of George Floyd whatever you might think about that I recognize that that was significant civil unrest and I make no apologies for being on the side of the people who took the street I'm not going to say that was a dust up we kicked up a lot of motherfucking dust and we should have I make no apologies absolutely zero this country was started with political unrest. People throwing tea in the water. You need a little bit. At least what they were fighting for and marching for was the truth. George Floyd really died. He was really murdered and we were really pissed. These people are going up there attacking the Capitol, a coordinated attack on some shit that never happened and killed cops. These same people who talk about the police is Jesus, do not want to talk about the fact that cops got killed right. during January 6th. Right. And either Jack Del Rio is the stupidest man on earth or he has a form of white Not only that, four responding officers since January 6th have committed suicide.
2: Oh, oh,
0: oh. Not to mention the fact that That the nation's capital was breached. That officers and Congress members, uh, officers of our nation and Congress members, who I don't really give too much of a fuck about, but still they're human beings. And they were basically held captive by terroristic threats. White Whitenesia takes the biggest thing in the world and makes it the smallest thing. And takes the smallest thing in the world and makes it the biggest thing.
1: When it's,
0: January 6th was a dust up. Mike Brown deserved to die because he shoplifted from a store. You see, you see how it goes?
1: Yeah. And like, people, like, and the he, way people respond to that is problematic and violent versus five the way people, people responded in a, in the dust up. Oh, you can rationalize and it's and it's a it's a much lighter thing. It's very uh, and all it said I never say this. Was, Jack
0: Del Rio should be fired. Well, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, 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 I, ne- I, like, I, I, I never, say, I, I never say this. I've been fired from a job. I know what it's like for pe- to for people to call from your head. Jack Rio should be, Jack Del Rio should be fired. I'm I, I'm so gonna be honest we, with you.
1: We should point out that he tried to clean it up. Tried. I agree with you. But I'm gonna be honest, man. Like, I had to look at myself when I saw this between. What's happening with the way that this organization known as the NFL is handling Deshaun Watson, who had a record contract, and you have somebody who pro, uh, peacefully protested in, in, in light of, of what he believes represents his people, and, and them being seen equal in the society can't get in this league, but someone who's accused of, at the time, 22, and we don't even know what the NFL knew. We're just not finding about, out about the minimal, minimum 66. We don't even know what they knew. But we at least know they knew about the 22. He can get a record-setting contract, but somebody else who does a peaceful protest can't even get back in the sleep. Then we have Jack Del Rio making these comments about a dust-up, but condemning Black folks because that's basically what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Minimizing white folks, condemning black folks. I got to re- I got to question supporting the NFL at this point. That's what I at have this to point, deduce. At this point? I've been I I love football. I'm not even going to mm-hmm. I love football. I love yeah, football. It's nostalgic for me. I grew up on it. I can relate to family with it. It means it's my favorite sport. Some but hypocrites
0: about the, the two of us,
1: but I'm telling you, we're some
0: hypocrites, we suck.
1: We're some we're hypocrites, dogs. and we do suck. And when I see the way that women aren't valued, when I see the way that people aren't co- of color are valued, that's all I can think about with these two stories coming out in this week.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I can't with the NFL, and and we have to come together and speak out against it. And I didn't the first, I did, I did not. I was like, mm, I'm still going to watch. Yeah, Watch. I was on ESPN. I was literally talking about it on television. You know yeah. what I mean? I had a football radio show, a national show, where I talked for five hours about football. I was not doing it, but I'm, I'm, I just, I can't get past this week. Rachel,
0: you know what we got to do, Rachel? We gotta do it. We gotta put our. We gotta. We gotta get we our have sabers to,
4: together. We gotta get
0: our sabers We have together. to, Rachel. We gotta. We gotta lay the gauntlet down.
1: Man, I'm, have so, to, I'm. I'm so serious.
0: We have this. to lay the. I'm serious. We have to lay the gauntlet because seriously, it's 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 to the point now where it's too fucked up. Like it, it. It. The NFL literally kicked Colin Kaepernick out of the league for peaceful protests and said that they were doing it on behalf of the military and cops that were being disrespected. Colin what Kaepernick had. A war. But like, like fuck not only fuck women not only fuck women but right now Jack Del Rio just said fuck cops he still did not mention the name of Brian Sicknick or the other officers. he didn't he didn't he didn't when he when he gave his apology he never ever addressed the fact that white terrorists killed police officers on January 6th and it is distasteful disrespectful, and disgusting, disgusting to minimize their deaths. He didn't apologize. He's white, doesn't have to. He didn't apologize. The NFL has got to demand either a proper apology from Jack Del Rio for the lives that he so callously, callously brushed aside in that statement, or a suspension or a firing is worth it for him. And if you're a player for the Washington Commanders, you have got to. I'm not asking you to walk out of the fucking facility. I know niggas got families, but you can't sit on your hands on this. This nigga's crazy. This guy's fucking out of his mind.
1: But isn't the guy who runs the the team, uh, football operations, a black man? Yeah. I don't know. I'm he is, it. right?
0: My blood pressure's up. No? Very upsetting. I guess he is. Rach, I'm so pissed off. No, what are we doing? I'm telling
1: you, it's a black yeah. man. I'm telling you, yeah, what's it's a name? black man who uh, runs this team. Where are you? We, Where yeah, is no, your we voice?
0: T- hey, let's not make a. let's not do that though. Let's not no. make it. Let's not make it. He didn't say the fucked. We do this too much too, Rach. No, he didn't say the. He didn't say the fucked up. It's not. He didn't say the fucked up shit. We can't That's make him I'm hold doing. the water for the white man.
1: That's not what I'm doing. I'm just saying you're a person who's in a position of power. If I'm a player, what when we saw this story, what did I text to the group chat? Can we get a Washington commander on the team? Yeah. I mean, like from the team to talk?
0: His name is Jason Wright, the first black you, president you in NFL history. You have to be
1: feeling a certain way as a player to know the person who's leading your team feels this way. And as a person in a position of power who can make a difference, I'm not saying he's gotta put his job on the line. I'm just saying utilize that position of power to do something, to speak out, to make your players, your black players feel comfortable. Something like it's it's not it's not putting pressure on him. It's not asking of something of him that that I'm not asking for somebody else. It's you done made it. So what you gonna do with this position and this power? When your head coach, uh, we done fired old boy before for less. I'm just saying, something. I'm not saying he has to get him fired, but like, where are you? Where are you in this?
0: You're right. It's upsetting. Um, I think this is indicative of the way the lot of people feel with their white nation. I and think they, they don't, don't remember. Know and and i'll tell you something else i'll keep pounding this drum either we need to convict white or we need some black or we need to be more forgiving and oh. more forgive or forgiving of when black people do shit what's black Blacknesia would be Blacknesia would be us not running to destroy our own people when they fuck a look up a little bit. White people fuck up. Other white people don't even fucking remember that it happened. Like Jack Del Rio literally doesn't remember the facts. He has no idea what happened January six. White people kill police officers, destroyed the nation's capital. Black people, sometimes I think we're looking for each other to fuck up so we can jump down each other's throats and remind each other how trash we are. We, we don't forgive. We don't forget. We don't do anything. I'm not talking about where other black people are hurt. Situations like this, like Deshaun Watson, people like, I'm not talking about that type of stuff. Right. I'm talking about just other shit. Some shit that we've talked about on this podcast It's like, sometimes you have to fight fire with fire. And what I'm saying is, they're on the same team. They're on the same team. They fall down, they pick them back up, they move on together. We always looking for somebody to be trash, man. We got to think about how we're doing this. These are inside conversations, you know. I'm probably wrong, but I could be right. All right, guys, uh, quick break. We have Michael Che. From mm-hmm. that damn Michael Che showing HBO Max Of course uh, We can update on SNL And one of the
3: Co-head writers of SNL Michael yeah. Che On the other side of this This episode is brought to you by Atlassian Atlassian software like Jira Confluence and Trello Help power global collaboration for all teams So they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone Because individually we're great But together We're so much better Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. All
0: right, guys, we are Mm. blessed, blessed, and highly favored. Delighted to have Comedy Genius on the show today. (laughs) He is co-anchor of Weekend Update on SNL, co-head writer of SNL, and does what I think is the most hilarious thing that happens on television, that's when they do a little bit where they switch up the headlines. I think it's fucking hysterical. Um, <laughs> that damn Michael Che season two is coming out. We have Michael Che on Higher Learn today. Mike, how are you doing, my man? I'm doing great, man. That was very nice of you and a very warm welcome. I really appreciate that. <laughs> it is. I think that I think that watching two people up there, I don't know how y'all came up with that, but watching you guys go back and forth, basically with who can be more racist is (laughs) ridiculous. I I remember a a joke stands out. It was like they were having problems getting black people to take the vaccine. You made them say that... (laughs) They put the vaccine in the Popeye's chicken sandwich. And I was like, yo, man, I I felt bad. You ever feel bad when you give them some of that that stuff?
5: Initially, I feel bad uh, because usually when I write it, somebody's always like, you can't make them say that. And then "Well, we got to make them say it now. We can't just, you know, have it. But uh, I don't know. Now I'm starting to think, is this this like a a super kind of... Plan for him to just get to say racist stuff that he really wants to say. <laughs> Have
1: y'all had that discussion? Have y'all
5: had do- you know, like why is he letting me do this? Like, oh no, don't make me say that word. You're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> you like this,
4: bro? <laughs> no, it's, it is
5: fun to do. It is it is fun to kind of just see how you know make them squirm a little bit.
1: Yeah. I know you said with, with, with your show, you feel like, and I'm paraphrasing here, you feel like you can do more, like your hands might be a little bit more tied when you're doing SNL. Do you feel what? that? Do you feel that often? Or? Not necessarily. This is the show is just more of a chance for an opportunity for you to express yourself creatively the way you want to and be in complete control.
5: Oh, no, absolutely feel that way. It's what I mean, it it, it it should be that way because that's no, not my show. You know, it, it's Lauren's show. It's, it's the cast show. It's you share that space. So, you know, there's a lot. It is a variety show. You get, you know, a little bit of real estate. But to me, it's like the difference between uh, living in an apartment with uh, roommates or having your own space. You know, like I can't just paint the walls purple if I'm living with other people. You know what I mean? So. You try to be respectful of the opportunity and the show and the responsibility of representing the show. But for my show, I get to, you know, say it kind of a lot cleaner and get straight to the point. And I don't have to rewrite it to make it reach a broader audience. Because we perform for a live audience at SNL, obviously. So, you know, if it doesn't work in front of them, it uh, it doesn't get on the show you know, in a dress rehearsal, uh, they're not there necessarily to see me. They're there to see SNL. So it has to live there. For my show, I could talk directly to my audience because they're there to see me, if that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember, uh, oh, by the way, just to let you know, I don't know if you care about this. Charlamagne the God, a couple of weeks ago, told me that you have the best show on TV. It was just oh, that's what's talking. up,
5: man. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, he would walk and talk, and he's like, "Are you, bro? Are you watching? <laughs> are you watching, Michael?" I, I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I've seen it." He goes, "Bro, no, you gotta watch it all, bro. It's like really the best show on television." Uh, so I started watching it. Yeah. You, you, you're doing your thing. Um, I remember back in the day when Kanye was Kanye, mm-hmm. and he had this whole thing where he would say, "We all know that Kanye saves the best beats for himself." Mm. Now you have. A situation where you're basically producing for other people, right, Uh on SNL, but then you also rap too on your own show, right? How do you know which beats to keep for yourself, man? Like how, like, like, are you do you you keep the best beats for yourself now? Like, did not that's a Michael that that's a skip for us can't give it to SNL.
5: That's a really really good question, and I'm sure I'm probably oddly the worst person to answer that because subconsciously i probably do keep something i'm saying nah you know that this makes more sense on my show but what i try to do what i like to think i do is just put things where it will be received the best you know there's kind of nuanced take one of the tricky things about being a, a black writer on snl is that snl isn't considered a black show even if The writers and the cast and everybody on camera is black. Even if the host is black, they look at it as, oh, this is white people making black people say. So sometimes the context don't hit as good or as genuine, being that it's on that platform and it it may be better served on my show. But then there's times where it it kind of rings true more broad and it and it makes Mm. the show feel a little bit better and it adds a little flavor. So You know, you just kind of try to be honest as to who's going to appreciate this the most and how are we going to make this joke land, you know, the hardest.
1: Mm. Your uh, new season just dropped. Staying in line with talking about your show. Uh, Favorite episode and why this season?
5: This season, my favorite episode is... I always like relationship episodes. I just think that there's... um, I don't know, I guess like at my core, it, I always feel most uncomfortable talking about relationships and getting into, you know, the nuances and the insecurities of being a bad boyfriend or trying to be a good boyfriend or, you know, things like that. So I always I always have the most fun trying to open up in those episodes and right from that place. I think that's the second episode.
0: Hmm. Um, has there ever been a time where it felt weird making white people laugh? <laughs> yeah.
5: <It's>, uh... <laughs> yeah, because, uh, you know, I think Dave kind of famously talks about doing something on his show and a white guy laughed and he he didn't like where that laugh was coming from. And he felt like yeah. you know, that laugh wasn't where he needed it to be. I think uh-huh. that, that that's uncomfortable. It can be uncomfortable, but, you know, you kind of... But that's everybody. Though. That's that's everybody. Yeah. Sometimes people laugh at jokes they don't get. They just laugh at, you know... That's that's something that just come with it, though. You know, you just gotta...
0: What's that it? thing in human beings that makes us laugh at the most inappropriate shit? And I, that's kind of what the, the battle that comedy's fighting right now. But I'm on set shooting something right now. Someone said something that I would never in my fucking life repeat don't even get on reddit or in the comments and ask me to repeat it i'll never repeat it can you text it, it for me what i like it was hysterical <laughs> hysterical why why is why are things that are off limits so funny i think because we know it's true
5: we know that no matter how much we ignore it we, it connects very quickly, you know. It's the most primal thing. I think comedy is speed, and the faster you can connect truth and honesty, uh, the funnier it probably will be. You know, you, that's that's probably where the laugh is.
1: Yeah. Mm. Um, speaking of comedy and things people find funny or not funny, mm-hmm. I, I guess I, to be a to be a comedian in this in this day and age, I think is. Um, is even more difficult. And something was trending on uh, Twitter. I don't know if y'all saw this, but it was a tweet where a girl said, Mm -hmm. this was like yesterday, help me figure out how Bernie Mac is funny. She was like, explain to me how Bernie Mac is funny. And to me, Bernie Mac is universally funny. I don't understand how you can't find him funny. One Mm -hmm. clip and it's very obvious he's funny, but it was a back and forth of people really debating whether or not Bernie Mac is funny. Where do you think we stand right now with comedy? I mean, like, uh, in regards to what people find funny. Why are you looking at me like that, man? <laughs> what people find funny. Oh, I thought you were about to say where done.
0: we stand on Bernie Mac. I was about to say, nigga, we stand it's not, pretty it's not firmly debatable. behind him. It's not
1: debatable to yeah. me. I'm talking about the tweet. Like, I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, I feel you. But I just feel like, um, I don't know if she was trying to go viral. I don't know if it was just a, what people do on Twitter. But to me, it's like... What's happening right now with what we find funny and what not?
5: I think there is a there is a level of entertainment in over analyzing and kind of ruining things that people genuinely like. And there is a place where people go for that. So I wouldn't trust that as even. I don't even think she believes that I think what's (laughs) funny is in the room. And, and I think what Van hit on, the question Van asked or the point Van made uh, just a couple of seconds ago is the reason why Bernie is so funny because you believe him. You believe that frustration. You believe, even if you don't think he's right and you don't agree with, you know, hitting the kid in the throat at two years old or whatever, you understand why he's that frustrated, what made him that mad. And you've been there and you believe that he felt that way. You know, even thank God he's never done it, but you just you know it and it it registers quickly. And it's the one thing we try not to say. He says it plainly. And it's it's kind of beautiful to watch. Hmm.
0: You know, uh, you're a fun guy. We like to have fun with our guests. And I didn't want to hit on any serious topics with you. But in the world of comedy, there's there's definitely a very serious topic that's going on right now. And I, I can't let you leave without getting your opinion on it. Okay. Um, I need you to make a decision right here, right now on this podcast, Michael. DL Hughley or Monique? <laughs> DL Hughley or oh my god! I need you,
5: take I need it, take you your take your time now,
1: Michael. Take take your time.
0: Because <laughs> I tell you what, if you get it wrong, you might find yourself at the end of a rant. DL or Monique, who you throwing your weight behind? Oof. Bad choice of words. I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> <This nigga.
5: laughs> bad, you said it. Uh, bad choice of words. <laughs> I'm going to say I thought DL handled that in the way I would have handled it. Mm. Uh, and I feel like Monique handled her in the way I would have never handled it. I think that she seemed to be upset with DL when I would imagine it would be more, her anger should have been more directed toward whoever put that show together and, and misled her and violated that contract because another performer can't violate your contract. You know what I'm saying? So if you contract to go last, then that's between you and the man who put you on before last, you know? So I, I think she kind of, at the very least, misguided her attack. But mm. Monique, the reason the, the reason why we disagree and get frustrated with Monique is the same reason why we love Monique. the reason why so we love her. And she's so honest and she's so pure is because when she feels something, she's willing to go out there and express the hell out of it no matter whose feelings get hurt. And I think that's what people really connect with because even if she's right or wrong, we've all been that frustrated and wanted to just burn it all down. And to see somebody actually stand up and do it And, you know, at the risk of being uh, criticized and ridiculed and punished and blackballed, it's kind of it's kind of dope to see her be that ballsy. But I do think sometimes uh, she gets in her own way um, Mm -hmm. when she doesn't necessarily have to. Mm -hmm.
4: Mm -hmm. But
5: I thought I thought DL did a good job of not ruining his set uh, and, and, you know, letting her her frustrations hijacked his material. Like he still did it set, which I thought was, you know, I, I hope I'm that professional in the way that you know Chris Rock still read the prompter after Will Smith did what he did. I feel like, well, damn, <laughs> you know what I'm
0: saying? Because I don't, I don't know that I, I would have been that cool. I but gotta I, be honest with you.
5: I like,
1: don't think most we, we don't,
0: don't, we don't, we don't talk enough about that. <laughs> like we, I, I'm, I'm serious, man. We like we like we. I, I'm not even fucking around. Like we, we really don't talk enough about that this man stood on the stage after being assaulted, I don't give a fuck what you say, that's what happened, and did his fucking job and looked into that camera and mustered up, yo, we don't talk enough about, we talk about the slap, we talk about the screaming, we don't talk about the fact that he still had to perform after all of that.
5: If they would have yeah. slapped, if that would have happened to Renee Zellweger, they would have cut the commercial, dumped the black, and we probably not had the rest of those Oscars. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> he was put in a position where even after that, he still was expected to fulfill his job, which I think is insane, but also he did it, which is even more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so even I, if I, he I, had I,
1: responded, it reciprocated what Will Smith mm-hmm. did. I still think people would have been like, and he would have been right, rightfully so. Yeah. He would have been well warned it, I mean, okay. it would have
5: been okay. It would have been hard to argue anything else.
1: Right, right. You're always interesting on social media. You just posted recently. When <laughs> can we see you on Love & Hip Hop? When are you gonna I, be on Love & Hip Hop?
5: <laughs> I'm recently into like, I, I've always tried to like, I've always tried to like avoid um, VH1 shows. <laughs> and not but but recently <laughs> i've been watching it and man it's it's been very very satisfying i'm starting to get i've been watching uh couples the couples therapy
1: oh oh yeah it's so um, good
0: it my, my homeboy so my man nick young on there yeah
5: yeah, it's, it's good shout out to nick young i hope his, I hope his family's okay I, I just saw the last episode He had to go home uh, check on his dad but yeah i'm like really invested in this shit i don't know why I don't Wait, know. I can I tell don't
1: you, I, <laughs> I could go down a whole like long story on why, why you're interested in it. But let me follow that up with, if you could join a reality TV show, hmm. which one would it be?
5: Oh, man. Oh, I feel like you got to go 10 toes down. You just got to get ratchet and <laughs> keep on loving hip hop. You just got to open up and just have some fun. Why not? Yeah, loving hip hop's gotta be the way to go. That's what Cardi did, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. So you choose New York? Which city? New York. Of course New That's
2: York.
0: One. New York. That's where That's you're from. One. Oh, absolutely. Um Mike, let me tell you why. Michael, let me tell you why you're in luck. Okay. The show that I'm hosting right now, right now, I'm in South Florida, right now. I'm hosting the show. Right? I'm doing my hosting a television show. Guess who? one of the producers on this show is. One of them is 50 Cent. The other one is a nice, close friend of mine by the name of Mona Scott Young. (laughs) And I just think that if Michael Che wants to be on Loving Hip Hop New York, I think I have somebody that I can call and make that dream a reality for you, my brother.
5: Look, I you don't know this, but I, I've sort of known Mona since I was a kid, like literally oh! a kid, yeah, yeah. One of my brother uh, was a barber and uh, one of the shops that he worked at uh, was owned by one of her best friends, somebody that that worked for her. So uh, I've met her since I was like probably 11 12 years old and Mm. yeah ain't that a trip Mm. that's how small that's why i don't don't understand that about new york 15
0: million people and all y'all know each other
5: yeah it's a very (laughs) very bizarre small world but yeah mona i've known mona since i was a kid um i think the last time i saw her she came to the show actually she came to snl a few years ago um so yeah shout out
0: to mona man tell her i said hello
1: Michael. I so uh, I got to ask fam-
0: you, I got I got oh I have to actually ask him a real question. Go know? ahead. Go <laughs> ahead, ask him a real question. Okay. So, Michael. Chris Rock attack. Okay. Serious question here. Chris okay. Rock attack. Okay. Um Dave Chappelle attack. Yeah. Not just that, but a growing sentiment uh-huh on social media and in the air about what comedians can or cannot say and what what comedians should or should not say. Right. Almost as if Some people think that violence is appropriate if you get your feelings hurt by a comedian.
5: Yeah.
0: Has this changed or do you think it will change the way that you perform, your stand-up, the security that you have at your Mm stand-up? Is there a situation amongst comics where you guys feel like you need more protection in the climate that we're in now?
5: I've always felt... That at any point, if you say something too disrespectful, somebody will stand up and address you. You know, I've always felt that that was a possibility. Whether you're on stage, or whether you in the lunchroom, or whether you on the subway, or whether you at a party, or whether you in the barbershop, that threat to me has always been a part of my life. I don't know why this is a new development. Nothing for a lot of the guys that's on stage that's been attacked. They've also considered that. Um, I think that it's become sort of fashionable that whatever's entertaining in in mainstream, on Twitter or whatever goes viral, or you know things that kind of sparks a lot of conversations, people like to recreate for their own benefit. Um, I, I think there might be a couple more copycats who think that this is their a way to make their moment. You know, they feel a little bit braver after they've seen it done, and I think that happens in a lot of cases in our you know society but I don't think anything changes, man. I think you have to be careful what you say because at any moment, somebody could be very offended. And, um, also though, you know, you, you try, you, you're a comedian at the end of the day, you try to make everybody laugh. Right. There's only one emotion you really want. You don't want anybody to feel that angry by something mm-hmm. you said. You know, we, we, we in a feel good business, you know, <laughs> Like that's not that's not the reaction we ever trying to get, you know, so um, you hope that you never do that. But hell yeah, that's a possibility. That's a possibility at the, at the grocery store. That's a possibility at any moment.
1: Yeah, it is. Um. is. OK, I'm gonna take it back because my question was kind of piggybacking off of what what Van was saying. He Van wants to flex with with Mona. But, you know, I got a couple of connections, too, on a reality show, Michael. Okay. And-
5: I was in first 48.
1: I'm good. No. I'll-
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> um,
5: We're
1: about to bring uh, you
0: some KFC. Snitch on your whole you family.
1: Talk- <laughs> no. <laughs> you bring all no. I'm, I'm
0: telling on everybody. <laughs> no. <laughs> no.
1: Far from that. You talked about um relate the relationship show is uh the one that's your favorite from this season. I was on The Bachelorette. Okay. What if you were on the bachelor? What if you were the bachelor?
5: Ooh, that that would be a tough sell for me. That would be a tough sell for me. I would be a, I would be a I bachelor, think it's... But I wouldn't be like the guy really? that everybody's competing for. I would I would be like one dude making my case, but I, I can't pick through all the women. That's 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 a tough, that's a tough job.
1: I did it. You could do it. You Let me tell so? you. Yes, you don't want to be one of 30-something men. I think I'm more
5: of a 90-day fiance guy, personally. Like, that seems like something that's a little bit up my alley. Mike, you
4: <laughs> <Okay>. deep <laughs> in the game. <laughs> <laughs> like, bro,
5: like, Michael like, yeah.
0: deep in the game, bro. Yeah, I could
5: do 90-day fiance. That feels a little bit more realistic. You just know what?
0: Like- this because he travels a lot. <laughs> He be traveling. He yeah. be in all of these weird cities. It's nothing yeah. to do in Tallahassee on a Thursday night when you got a show at the Tallahassee Comedy Club all weekend <laughs> and you cut on some 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 90, 90 day, day Fiance. fiance. That's to, tough. Oh no!
5: Shout out to shout out to Tallahassee. But yeah, I can see myself spending 90 days with some lady from the Philippines.
0: I'd be <laughs> 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 entertaining Look, as hell. Mm, Rach, you got anything else? <laughs> no. <laughs> look, man, um think you're one of the smartest guys working in comedy right now. Uh, so happy really that like uh that, man. that um that you're having so much success. Uh look, I-, I think it's an interesting time to be a comedian. Yeah, it is. I think mm-hmm. I think it's an interesting mm-hmm. it's almost like being a rapper. You know how you can go curate <laughs> your rap? We used to like you just curate your rap if you just want it used to be that All the rap that they gave us was whatever was on rap CD or the radio. (laughs) Now, like, if you want a rapper that only talks about murdering people every song, you can just go straight to it. Mm -hmm. You know, I have different levels of comedians now. I like Sebastian when I just want some family shit. Yeah. Andrew when I just want some really inappropriate shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, I got the black comedians which was the the ones that I listen to the most and I think you're you're, you're those really I only do go with the black guys. I
5: agree, um, I think it, I think there's room for 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 everybody and I, I think that there's there's space where everybody could be appreciated and 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 also you know comedy is one of them things man we kind of help each other, you know, we give each other looks, we give each other platforms, even starting out, you know, I started showing a bar, you started showing a laundromat. Now we got two places to work. So, you mm. know, I love when everybody's kind of cooking and it's different and, you know, I could say a joke and my special would be different than Andrew's and his will be different than Sebastian's and vice versa. So it, it's kind of a really cool time as a comedy fan just to have different ways to laugh and feel good. So I, I totally agree with you.
0: Well, uh, the show is coming on in season two. Is it streaming now or when does season two
5: drop? It's on right now. You you can see season one and season two. Uh, It's right now on HBO Max, man. Check it out.
0: On HBO Max. Uh, the name of the show is The Mind of Michael Che.
5: <laughs> that damn Michael Che. I wanted to call it that black ass Michael Che, but HBO <laughs> refused. But yeah. so we
4: got
1: we it
5: can it. Call, you it. It you it. call it
1: that here. We'll call it that you here. Miss,
0: you missed the Carlos Mencia joke that I threw I, out there. But. Yeah, I
5: got it. The mind. I saw it right there.
1: I know it. I why I
0: laughed. I know exactly what you're talking about. All right. Shout out to, All to, right, man. <laughs> shout, out to shout out to Carlos, wherever shout it is. Shout out to Nelson. All right, <laughs> All right my brother. Uh, you, take it easy. We, we're glad you had time to stop by and hang out with us uh, today on Higher
3: Learning, man. Right Seriously, on, man. Yes, thanks
5: fun. for being here. So nice. much, guys.
3: This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. See website for details. Um, <laughs> Lil
0: Nas X is upset about BET situation. He did not get nominated for any BET awards. Play the audio. Yeah. Fuck BT. Yeah. Fuck BT. Yeah. Fuck BT. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck BT. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Detect. Yeah. Lick it oh.
5: I don't
4: need nobody. I just need these CCs on my body. Everything I do
5: betray, right or I'm gonna make a profit, beat about it. I don't even gotta sing about it. I would go with the money that you niggas dream about.
1: Your other shoulder doesn't work.
0: I'm only doing one shoulder. Okay. Tell <laughs> the right shoulder. Okay. I was holding the mic in the other shoulder. I can't do shit right for you, Rachel. <laughs> They're going to love my shoulder dance.
1: I kept uh, looking up and gonna... I was like, oh, okay, we still, with the... we still with the
0: one side. Um, BT has responded saying that we love Lil Nas X. He was nominated for Best New Artist at BET Awards in 2020. We proudly showcased his extraordinary talent and creativity on the show twice. Fortunately, this year, he was not nominated by BET's Voting Academy. Uh, in response to a tweet bringing up Frank Ocean and Tyler, creator, past and present nominations, he tweeted, love, love Frank and Tyler to death. But why can we admit that men are more respected when they do less feminine things or are or am I making that up? Let's
1: litigate this. Okay. Tyler, the creator is part
6: of
0: the LGBT community.
1: LGBTQ plus.
0: LGBTQ plus what did I say I don't know meanwhile Tyler the Creator is a fantastic artist who's part of that community part of the LGBTQ plus community he's queer Mm -hmm. he is not asked to carry the torch for the community or excoriated for that as much as Lil Nas X is now let me tell you what, what some people will say Some people would say when I say that, that that's because Tyler doesn't quote unquote, throw it in your face as much. Tyler doesn't throw it in your face. Tyler is Tyler. And the fact that he hangs out with guys or likes guys, uh, he doesn't make it that big of a deal. Whereas Lil Nas X has made it part of his identity His queerness is a staple of his identity, and that changes the energy for people. Rachel, to that you say what?
1: Um, I mean, what's your specific question?
0: The question is: Is Lil Nas X right that that less feminine men who are who are in our community?
1: Yes, 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 yes. In our community, yes. Tell me a question, and then I cut you off. Sorry. Um, yes. I do believe that there's that we still have strides to make in this community, and by that I mean the Black community, when it comes to what we accept and what we don't accept or what we're more willing, willing to accept. We might accept it, but in a certain way. And there's a difference between Lil Nas X and Tyler, the creator. There's a difference between Lil Nas X and Frank Ocean. And I think that you can make that... that um, uh, differentiate between the two, and I can understand what Lil Nas X is saying. Yeah, I'll just end it there.
0: You'll end it there. Um, I think he's definitely right. Mm-hmm. I th- and I think uh, it's not necessarily a black thing, but it, in this case, is this is what we're talking about. I think. I think people want you to have shame.
1: People I think or people, the community? Because Lil Nas X is talking about the community. That was his so whole thing. I, so, We're talking so, about
0: so, 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 th- so this is my thing with that. Um, well, let's talk about what Lil Nas X is talking about. I think there's a difference between being something and being proud to be something.
1: Hmm. Okay. I, I think
0: you. if I'm black... And I walk around here in different spots and I go, hey, this is like, this is what I am. Blah, blah, blah. blah. I'm just another human. You know, hey, it's just me. I'm not black. I'm just Van. I'm just another human. I like pasta. You know, just like you. I like to go for long walks just like you. And it's just me. It's good old Van. I wear a khaki hat, curled. You know, I'm cool. I'm with you. I flip my collar up. I'm one of you. I'm not black. I'm van. Everybody goes, hey, we can tolerate him. But you see, if I take my blackness and I say, not only am I black, if I act, how about this? (laughs) If I act as proud to be black as some act proud to be American, that's an insult to America. They're America everywhere. They're putting fucking flags on shit. They got eagles on shit. We're not even asking. Them. They're like, "It's America, motherfucker." <laughs> we know we're in America. Like, there's like, like if if you act, the only thing they want you to be proud of is the country that they built by oppressing you. And I think that that goes double sometimes for our uh, for our brothers and sisters in the LGBTQ plus community. That's the pride. That's why they have to be proud, in my opinion. That's why it's empowering to see them proud. That's the pride that grinds people to see them happy, see them out there getting it, see them out there doing their thing and showing not one ounce of the shame that society will want them to have. Because if you're going to be doing that stuff, the way people look at it is, if you're going to be doing that stuff, at least be sad about it, right? If you're going to be out there carrying on like that, at least have the decency to be sad about it. Sure. Don't be proud to be who you are. So what Lil Nas X is saying is true. And it's it's not necessarily, I don't know if it's necessarily the masculine feminine dynamic. It's the fact that you can't turn it off in your head. Tyler inadvertently gives you a break. Frank Ocean inadvertently gives you a break. Lil Nas X says, I'm here right now. Deal with me. Like, this is who I am. You don't get to turn it off and just be like, hey, and that's how that's what we do with our blackness. I walk in with my blackness and I say, what's up, niggas? Kwanzaa. (laughs) And I, I don't give you a break. Why should I give you a break for who I am? And That's the same thing he's asking for. As far as the BET situation I don't know what goes into the voting it seems very very peculiar that he would not be be uh, nominated for anything when they nominated Jack Harlow who loves black women he said it over and over and over again black women Jack Harlow loves you oh I love black women I'm Jack Harlow I love black ladies black lady, hey Jack Harlow what kind of dinner do you want oh I love black ladies hey Jack Harlow where, where do you want to go on vacation oh to, I love black ladies
1: to black women land He knows his audience. He knows his audience. I will say it's very odd. And Lil Nas X does bring up a great point. He not only was nominated for a Grammy, he performed at the Grammys. Yeah. Jack Harlow was a feature on his hit song. And he was nominated. I interviewed him last year at the BET Awards. He was nominated last year. It makes no sense why his album could not be nominated or his singles or him as an artist could not be nominated this year. Doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense why Jack Harlow. And to me, it just seems like BET is more about doing what they consider on trend than they do about the artistry. Because for doing it about artistry, Lil Nas X would have been nominated. He has not just great songs. He's not just a great artist. He had a fantastic album.
0: But it's a good album. I it's like a good it.
1: album. And, and and to me, they seem to be appealing or maybe trying to draw in a certain audience to the BET Awards, which is why Jack Harlow got nominated. Doesn't make any sense. And honestly, Lil Nas X has crossed over. So I really don't understand why he wasn't One of the biggest artists the in the world. I do not understand it.
0: One of the biggest maybe, artists in the world.
1: Maybe they did it because we'd be talking about it because I don't know if we'd be talking about BET Awards if it, if this wasn't it. I don't know. All I'm right, asking everybody minutes. on the carpet if Will oh, Nas X deserve to be here when I work the awards next in a couple of weeks.
0: All right, guys, we have a treat for you. You're about to learn by about the future. The future's coming at you. Boom, baby. I like that. Fan control football. Mm-hmm. Um that should be the slogan. I got so many ideas for fan control football. I want when you guys listen to this interview we're about to have on Ray Austin. Uh, the commissioner of fan control football, where Rach is, a, is an owner, right, Rach? You're mm-hmm. an owner. Yes, yes, I am. Of the, what is it called, the do-nothing team? Stop, SB
1: Stars. SB Stars. Sh-
0: Should have been Stars. Uh, Should have been Stars. Uh, and I have some great ideas for the future of fan control football, and I want people to really listen to my ideas with an open mind and tell me whether or not they're good. We're going to talk to Ray Austin on the other side of this break.
2: This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. my mind and now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the hotels.com app whether you're looking for a family friendly right all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices ratings and amenities side by side so start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the hotels.com app this episode is brought to you by hotels.com i was traveling internationally last year i was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app whether you're looking for a family friendly, right? all inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the hotels.com app.
0: All right, so guys, look. We got an interview to do right now with Ray Austin, and Ray Austin is the commissioner of the fan-controlled football league. This is something that Rachel is all about. She's been telling me about it. Rachel is an owner. She's one of the owners. You know how those owners in the NFL and they're Trump supporters, Rachel is one of those.
1: Man! And, and, and she...
0: And so... Uh, I want to learn more about fan control football. We want you to learn more about fan control football. So we brought Ray Austin on to talk to us about fan control football. I always see the, the Delta Q agenda that's going on that's right, right now. Um, <laughs> I see it happening right now. Ray Austin, thank you for joining us today on Higher Learning. How you doing, my brother? <laughs> I'm good. I'm, All good. Right. I'm but, glad to be here, dude. I'm glad you're here too. What the fuck is fan control football, Ray? <laughs> What is it? Goddamn it!
1: Let him know. Put, put, tell him to put some respect on it, Ray. Go ahead, let him know.
6: Respect. Hey, you better put some respect on my company, dog. Like, I got bruh. Yeah.
0: Nah, I definitely will, dog. You swole as fuck. Like, I'm not trying. I don't want no problems, my G. Like I ain't never seen the commissioner look like he playing middle linebacker. I don't want no problems. But what is what is fan control football though?
6: Hey look, fan control football is basically live Madden, man. This is an idea that four guys, well, me me being one of them had for about 10 years, man. We were we were thinking this up in 2013. And what we wanted was like, how do we get fans more involved? in their sporting experience. I was out back in uh, excuse me, Chicago. I used to play for the Bears, so I stayed in Chicago, uh, and, and I was acting at the time. And and uh, I went to a semi-pro football game, and I was watching my buddy play, and I'm like, damn, this coach is stupid as hell. So I'm texting my boy like, yo, what's up, man? Your, your coach is, what, what is he doing? And so after the game, I was able to talk to both of the teams. And so I took the coach's na- number, and it was like, coach, can I get your number? I'm, I want you to run some plays for me. So I went back up in the stands, bro, and I just text him, run a play action pass, run a sweep. You lying it? And then it just like, it was in my face. Like, I was like, holy shit, I can literally run a team in the stands. How do I do this with a whole bunch of people? And back then, the technology didn't even exist. So I basically taught myself how to beta test an app. Loud, uh, I threaded a whole bunch of people together on a text message and said, you've got four choices, one, two, three or four. And whichever number that they picked was a play popped up on their phone. And that's how I kind of got started, man. Ran out of money, didn't know what the hell I was doing. And and then it just sat, sat just sat up on the shelf. My boy, Tony Parrish, played for the Bears, man. Meets back up with me, says, man, what you working on? I tell him, man, like I'm doing this. And he goes, man, I got a buddy of mine. So Rob Ferruti. He owns the Las Vegas Outlaws, the indoor uh, football team for the AFL. And he's thinking the same thing as you think. And I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, damn, somebody else is thinking about this? And he got money too? I'm like, oh, man. So I didn't. he didn't care. He was like, no, nah, man, he wants to meet you. So I flew up to LA, met up with Rob. He had already reached out to two other guys that he never even knew. And we sitting at a table, bro. Swear to God, we sitting all at a table. And we just like, why don't we do this together? Like, fuck, let's do it. And we had all the right ingredients. We had a CEO. We had a gamer. We had a guy that was in marketing and you had a football player. And we was just like, let's do it. And from there, man, we raised two point five million dollars, opened up our first team called the Salt Lake Screaming Eagles in Salt Lake City. We let the fans do it all. We let them pick the logos, the name of the team. uh, And then we built a mobile app that turns your, your phone into an actual playbook. And the fans ran the plays. They literally had 12 seconds to pick a play, and the play was streamed down to the player. And that was 20, 2017. And then the pandemic hit. Damn. And we was trying Damn. to run <laughs> the pandemic. We didn't know what we were going to do, man. But then we were always telling people that the our company was always like a sport in a box. We don't mm. need fans to be there. And the pandemic hit, and we were just really – almost. it was almost a blessing, bro. And we were able to raise – you know, we raised $40 million. Uh, oh, my God. God, God. damn.
0: Ray, you bowling.
6: <laughs> we, had, London, we, had a, we had a whole bunch of people get involved. And that was the thing that people didn't understand. Like, how are you mm-hmm. going to get these these football teams that people are going to want to be interested in? Well, if you're going to do this, you got to get interesting people. So mm-hmm. we reached out to people like Rachel Lynn, Marshawn Lynch and Quavo and Richard Sherman and. Tiki and Rondé Barber, and then we got celebrities a part of those that ownership, so they could bring their audiences uh, to liking those teams. And it and it, it became man, it's it's been, it's been a blessing, man. We have eight teams right now. Again, we raised forty million. We've got great sponsors from Wendy's, Progressive, IBM. Uh, you wow. Name it. Uh, yeah. We we've got some great our great our great a great invest, investment group from Lightspeed Ventures, uh, Verizon Ventures, and Animoca Brands, which is one of the top investment companies in the world man and we're just 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 happy and blessed to be doing this thing man
4: hmm.
1: yeah yeah right oh van did you have a question he's in it now. no 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 you said 40 I mean, no. million and he's in it <laughs> no no no
0: i'm I'm into this I'm glad Tiki Barber bounced back from you know the whole NBC thing but look here's the deal uh I, Which, I wanna um <laughs> I wanna I wanna I wanna I want to ask you a question about I want to ask you a question about fan control football yeah. real quick so if I pick a play, yep. How about how about this? So I pick a play, and then if I'm a part of the people that pick that play the most, then they run the play.
6: Absolutely. You download the app. You pick a team. Rachel Rachel owns a team called It Should Have Been Stars. Her and Drew Drewski. And literally, mm. if you're on that team, four plays will come up on your phone. You got 12 seconds to pick run or pass you pick that play it's generated through all the people picking that play and the best play or the the top play is sent down to the quarterback and he can only run that play
0: okay now quick question yeah what if i don't want to be a part of everybody in the vote what if i want to skip the <laughs> vote is there a way is there a way that i could just pay like a $1000 and have y'all run my play it's, it's no <laughs> no but hey we- ray you need to look at that think about it think about it right <laughs> think about it what if i don't want to what if i want i want the flea flicker now okay yeah. i yep. don't want to vote and have everybody because they not they don't have the offensive mind that i have right i'm sean payton right. i want yeah. this I, I could spend like 50 g's in one game yeah. to have them run my all of my offense yeah like a thousand dollars and then boom you just run the play. Y'all be ret- going crazy. One hundred percent right. We call
6: it fan IQ, and we say it all the time. Ain't no one fan is treat, treated equal. So if a fan if a guy has a lot of more of a fan IQ than the other one, that they have a lot more power to have that that, that play happen. So yeah, if you got a hundred thousand dollars and you want to call that last play, shit, we might make that work. That's the that's the, look. That's the best thing about what we do. We make up the damn rules. Us and the fans, we make up the rules. And you and, and Rachel has seen it. We've changed rules on the fly. And that and that's <laughs> and, and it works for us, man. Like, right. We, the fans, if it's a flag and it's a and it's a uh uh you know a, a play that everybody you know we kind of you know fifty fifty on, we mm-hmm. let the fans make the decision, and we take the we we don't let the refs make that decision. We put it up for a fan vote, and the fans wow. end up making the decision. Yeah.
1: You know what I think is incredible is I've been a part of this for two years, and I've seen. Such a big growth from last year to this year, whether it's adding new owners, expanding the teams. There were four teams when I started. Now they're eight. Um, more owners like Drewski wasn't on our team last year. It was me and Austin and we had a couple of other people, Austin Eckler. Yep. Um, now Drewski's on the team and, um, oh, I literally just lost my train of thought. Um, oh, I want to talk about the players, the, the, yeah. the way we're getting. Players that used to play in the NFL that yep. are now a part of FCF. The way the way Van wants to do it, it would be fan uncontrolled football. Like that's ridiculous. This is fan controlled football. That's a good idea. And no, that's what makes it so control.
6: You know, and and Rachel just hit up on it, man. Like everybody always talks about like what is the what is the the play like the football, man? Look, we got D one, D two guys that played at top level high, uh, colleges. I'm all over the world,
0: man. Has like, a like, trophy winner.
6: Heisman Trophy winner to Terrell Owens on it. Robert Turbin was in it. Uh, 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 Terrence Williams played with the Dallas Cowboys for six years. I mean, you we got, guys, we, got we, we 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 love to sprinkle in NFL guys because what that does is just just heightens up the play with everybody and to be on some like for, for to people are like well does it even matter? Well, Terrell Owens ain't in the playoffs and and he was on a team and he's not even in the playoffs. And another team that was zero and four is actually winning now. They're in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? So that's the great thing about what we're doing, man. It's just like the talent is there, how we treat the players and what we want the players to do. You know, we think really about I call it more than athlete. We make we make these guys say, hey, look, use this platform for a place to build yourself. When I was done playing ball, I only played five years, bro. That's not a lot of time. I was a young cat when I got out, but I've been more of an entrepreneur and in the entertainment business longer. And that's what we try to kind of teach our guys. It's like use this platform of football and this digital platform that we're putting together to promote yourself. So if you want to be an actor, model, content creator, entrepreneur, our network is so damn big. Use this network before you get up out of here. Don't just get up out of here with a whole bunch of stats. Get up out of here with a network that you can do something with after the game is over.
0: What's your vision, Ray? How how big do you think fan control football can get?
6: Well, it's funny you said it cuz the name of the company is Fan Control Sports and Entertainment. So, oh, we wow. have a patent on not only football, basketball, baseball, soccer, cricket. Uh, right now I'm going to be working with but we just signed Bone Crusher on as our head of community and culture and we're going to do Fan Control Music. So, when you ask me what am I what are we trying to create? We're try, we're trying to create a generation that only see this this new young generation coming up, they can only see themselves a part of sports if they're involved. We're going to change mm. the mindset of if you think about a phone right now, dude, like kids don't always only see this as a phone. They see this as everything else. Because that's how they're they, yeah. that's how the generation is. And so we want to change the mindset of a sports person to say, hey, look, I I, I don't see this being a sport unless I'm involved in it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, number one question I get is, how can the people get involved? People are like, yeah. Rachel, you're an owner in this. It's fan-controlled. As a fan, how can I be a part of this? How can I join a team? Sadly, my team didn't make it to the championship this year. We were almost there. We were eliminated right before the championship. They That's okay. The championship this weekend. should have
6: been stars for that reason, because they should have been in the damn place. So, ah. I blame Drewski,
1: because before that, <laughs> before we had that name, we made it to the championship last year. We are the reigning champs up until this point, but the championships yeah. this weekend. How can people get involved um, if they want to be a part of FCF? Because they should be.
6: All you gotta do is go to FCF.io, FCF.io. Go in there. You'll see all eight of the teams. Pick one of the teams that you feel more comfortable with. You know, you've got you've got these so many so many different owners from Quavo to, to Rachel that you can pick from Bob Minery that you can pick from and say, Man, I my, my personality is more like Marshawn Lynch or my, my personality is more like Rachel or, or, or Bob Minnery. That's what makes it so great because you become a part of these cultures. And once you, 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 you get your team, just start, you'll, you'll start seeing all these decisions being made every day. You will, you know, uh, what we're going to eat in the stadium, you know, what music we're going to play, you know, what, 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 what playbook are we going to use? You know, we're putting in all kinds of different plays and we allow the fans to make those choices before the game, before the week of the game. And And drafting
1: players. Yeah, draft and play. We do,
6: we do, yeah, thank, thank you, Rachel. We we do four drafts. We we have a nine-week season, but it's not nine week season, but the first four weeks, we do a draft every week because a lot of fans don't know the players. So when you see a player play week by week, you go, Oh man, I want that guy on my team and that guy on my team. You start to build your roster, then you get ready for the playoffs and the championship like now. So
0: you should have something called a power play purchase. Where fuck it, I could just pay five bands and they run my play, and it goes straight to the fan, the the football budget, straight to the fan control football budget, because I don't want to be with the rest of the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're not gonna, you know what I'm saying, Ray? Ray, I'm telling you. Listen, Ray, 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 Ray I'm telling you, Ray. You're on this. This sound. is I'm telling. I'm Ray. I'm, I'm Listen, Ray. I'm
6: telling you,
1: Ray.
0: Listen,
6: the guy, the board apes. You know, the, I don't know if you know about NFTs, but we have four NFT teams. And one of the teams is owned by the board. Apes. I don't know if you know that what that, that's one of the top NFTs out there. And they paid our players and sign a bonus with NFT ape coin. And so wow. I know some people were like, okay, what the hell does that mean? This, that, that, that purchase that they gave those guys will probably be worth anywhere between 10 to $15,000 down the road. And that's what, wow. that, that's what that's worth. You know, they, we're, we're doing things that, that, that the NFL and, and the NBA aren't even thinking about doing we became international in one year we got we have over 2.5 million people watching us play this or, or voting and playing this game around the country you know and the NFL has been trying to get over overseas for for years just the way we're doing it. The way this blueprint is, it's just so different from every other league, from the USFL, the XFL, all the leads, all the alphabet leagues that are not even here anymore and won't be here next year because the way we're, we're doing the business, you know, centralizing all of our organizations, centralizing all of our, our, our employees and staff. So instead of us having to market in eight different cities, we're just marketing in Atlanta.
1: Mm. and so when
6: you think about that you, you you then you start to control the city and so that's why we're just wanting to control Atlanta. once Atlanta hears about us which they have but once they get to know us and we become family man we will be a household name here not only around the world but here in Atlanta all right
0: man look I'm excited C- cutting edge bleeding edge stuff from Ray Austin and Rachel Lindsay fan control football <laughs> you guys get involved I'm gonna get involved this
1: yes, I'm gonna live my and money. I'm gonna hold you to it.
6: Yeah, bring your this- ass up out of here. Stop talking. So you talking about five bands? Let me see them five bands and come out here and call to play. How about that? If you come out here with five bands, I'm gonna let you. Not call. the
1: chain. Put the <laughs> t- tuck the chain back in, Van. Tuck the chain back in.
0: Put that back in. You know what I'm saying? I got it, baby. I got it. You might want to <laughs> There's
1: nothing like going to an FCF game. I just was there work. Memorial weekend. Oh, I'm telling I'm you, up. the arena, the experience, oh. the crowd, the players. Wait. It's the it's it's amazing.
6: It is we we it's a big ass party, bro. It is, it yeah. is It's the Lakers front row. You know what I'm saying? And Soul Train all at the same time. Man. I you was like, lit. Wow. It's it's, wow. It's, it's it's just that that is the culture that we want. We wanted to bring the culture of sports in the locker room. We always say this, man. Like I went to University of Tennessee, and you know, what I, that's where I played football at. And we always talk about the locker room. The locker room is where it all happens. You know what I'm saying? That's where all the players feel comfortable. That's that's just that environment, that camaraderie that you get. We open that up to the to everybody. So Rachel's sitting next to fans. They sit next to me. You know what I'm saying? We take all them roadblocks away from all the regular corporate you know, sports leagues. It's like we're doing this shit together, you know, and that's no, what makes still- it so dope that's that is probably one of the dopest things that we do and i think the fans feel that they're like man i don't feel like a fan i feel like i'm a part of this 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 thing that they're building so
0: absolutely
3: absolutely
6: all right
0: ray we're gonna check it out man um actually you got me excited you got me excited to try (laughs) something new i'm gonna get into fcf uh Mm -hmm. that's ray austin the commissioner of fan control football we really appreciate you joining us today on higher learning my brother i appreciate y'all thank
6: Thank you so much ray good
1: to see you always you too
0: always Donnie, run the mail back song. Mail back time, time to read your letters and then we'll reply to them. Oh, it's mail back time. Write us with your queries and we'll chime in. All right, we're doing. We are doing three mail back questions and we're gonna do them quick.
1: Let's go. Let's
3: go. Okay, real fast. Samira Buell on Instagram. She asks. What would you do every day if you never had to work again?
1: And we can only pick one thing?
4: Yeah.
2: One thing.
0: Damn, I don't know. I really don't know. Um I can't pick yeah. one thing.
1: I mean, I'm sure you do other things, right? But like if there was if there's one thing you could do every day if you didn't work, what would it be? Honestly, it would be something that I don't have time to do every day because it can work.
0: You know what's so crazy is there's really, there's really nothing.
1: Oh, for me, I'd meditate in yoga, which I love and really changes the entire course of my day when I'm able to do it. And I can't every day because of work.
4: Mm.
0: Uh, I guess I would, uh, you know what I would do? I would spend time with Bozeman and Kalika.
1: More specifically, Aww. Bozeman. You don't do though. that every day.
0: I'd say it's probably spend time with Bozeman. I threw her in there so she didn't feel bad, but like more like <laughs> it, it is it is it is it is it like I love hanging out with Wolf Isn't
1: it the best? I listen. I but I but I make time for that.
0: I make time for it too, but he makes the time. He come over and jump over. I love my boy. I
1: know. I'm obsessed with mine too.
0: I
3: lo- I
1: love my boy. My boy
3: is so great.
0: Okay, uh, next question.
3: All right, Pin Hoodie on Reddit asks, if you were to trade places with the other, how do you think it would be different? By this, I mean, how would Van be different if he was raised by the judge? And what would race? <laughs> like she grew up in Baton Rouge?
0: Wow. Well, see, here's the thing. If I was raised by the judge, I would be like a, a much worse person.
1: I think you would be too,
0: like a PK. Yeah, if I was, if I was raised, no, 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 if my fucking dad was a federal judge, if my dad was a federal judge, yeah, these niggas couldn't tell me shit. If like, like, hold on for a second, no, 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 you're thinking I would go off and be a rebel? No, yeah, you'd be a
1: rebel?
0: No. If my dad was a federal judge, Rachel, you are down to earth. If my dad was a federal judge, you fucking peasant!
2: Like you don't
0: talk to me. Like, like what are you talking about? Like like what like like what? You don't fucking talk to me. Do you have any idea who my father is? I'll be throwing that out at all kinds of places where, like, I'll be throwing that out at Disneyland. I feel like I'm like I'm trying to get in line. To go on a rise at Disneyland. I can't get in line. I look around. I'm putting cases on all of you
4: motherfuckers.
0: (laughs) All all y'all. Like I would never be able to handle something like that. Ever. You
1: would. Because it didn't happen. It wasn't the norm for you. I'm going to tell you this. I don't think I would have been much different. If anything, I would have been. It took me a long time to truly just say, this is me and I don't really care. And I think if I grew up in a household where I could be more expressive of like, who I am as a person and not necessarily mm. confined to society norms, I think that I would have been this a lot earlier than I would have been, than it took me to like completely leave the household. Like there's, there's a freedom the tor- that you grew up with that I envy. And I think mm. that I, if I, if I would have had that when I was younger, that would have been this a lot earlier. Mm, I, I can one. tell you this. I never would have gone on The bachelor, probably.
0: Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe you go on there and it's different. Maybe you go on there and it's right I ratchet. still would have
1: been fucking shit up.
0: I'm telling you. You're doing your thing. Shit, Raised by my mother, the only thing you would have is you'd have a little bit more quirkiness to you. There might be some like hoodoo shit behind you or something like that, but it's pretty much the same. You and But her, because baby, you I'm know?
1: like very into meditation and crystals and and like, I think I would have really, that I would have loved that growing up.
0: I said hoodoo. Like, I'm yeah, talking about but casting spells suddenly, on niggas.
1: That's fine. I would have been more into that. I would have received that a lot better. Anyways, I think we would have thrived switching places. I think to be so
0: honest. too. Boy, I can't tell y'all. What's your dad's name again? Sam. Sam Lindsay Jr. Like Sam me as <laughs> Sam Sam Lindsey Jr. Sam Lindsay Jr. Nuts. Um
3: all right, uh last one. All right, last one. Here for the right seasons on Reddit asks, have you ever witnessed a Karen in person? And if you have, what's the story? <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like a couple of days ago, as a matter of fact.
1: Oh, my gosh. What happened? In Miami? Uh,
0: Yeah, a couple of days ago, I uh, I was trying to, when I first got to Miami, I was trying to check into the hotel. And I'm trying to check into the hotel. And I'm standing in line, and this lady walks up in front of me, and she complains. And I promise you, like, this is how I responded. I was so tired from having taken the red eye. Like, I'm standing in, in front of the guy. The guy's on the phone. She walks in front of him to complain and cuts in front of me. When she starts talking, I said, silence! <laughs> and she jumped. Like, like, I said, silence. I'm next. <laughs> like, <laughs> what did she do? What well, did she I, do? I, I really didn't even try to do it. I didn't even try to do it. I promise you. I was just so tired. Like, I was so tired. And she starts talking, talking about, like, not being able to check in or or where her suitcase is. And I said, silence. And she jumped. <laughs> and she moved to the side. And I was like, it's my turn. I'm next. Um,
4: that's <laughs> silence. That's,
0: you caught her the Karen A moment. little bit. A little bit. A little bit. I feel like I overreacted a little bit. I'm not going to lie. Because I don't know. It's a chance that she didn't see me. But I think she did. I think she just walked in front of me when I'm waiting. I, You have to understand, I am dying to get into the room so I can lay down and go to sleep. Oh,
1: man. I've like been there. Dying. I, I understand you. I yeah. understand you. Um, I live next door. I used to live next door to a woman named Karen. They must Two. have named the term after her. She was the epitome of a Karen. And she had no life. She had no job. And her entire life was watching what her neighbors did so she could complain and cause drama and fuck shit up. She used to (laughs) on trash days, on trash days, it was our job. We lived in a a townhouse. There were three townhouses and it was our job to take the trash out. And she had her own trash because she was weird about it. So she didn't take our trash cans out. She didn't bring our trash cans in. It was myself and the other neighbor she, we would take the trash out at night and the other neighbor would bring them in. Well, when the trash man would pick them up, she didn't have anything to do all day. So instead of leaving it alone, cause it's none of her business, she would take the trash cans and block the driveway. So when I got home, (laughs) so when I got home, cause I was the first person to come home, the trash cans were in the way. So I had to get out of the car and either move the trash cans or bring them inside. It's like it wasn't bothering anybody. Like it's one o'clock in the afternoon, and she's blocking it. So when I once I knew we were moving, I was like, "Fuck this shit." I will tell my landlord all the time. At the time, I was like, "Listen, she's doing it again." He would send me the text message she was sending her. Nothing, right? She was. It was like what she looked forward to once a week. So the last week, I uh, not the last week, but towards the end, I just took those trash cans because she blocked my car. I could not ac- get into park my car. I took those cra- trash cans and I parked them behind her car. And she happened to see me because she just sits on the camera and she watches. So she comes out and she's like, you bitch! You fucking bitch! I can't believe you took the trash cans and parked them behind her car. She tried to move the trash cans behind my car. I kicked them. Towards her, just kick her. <laughs> <laughs> Towards her, and I was like, "Fuck this!" You block me, off. you bubble. I'll be go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. She's like, "You reality TV star, bitch." That's what she says to me.
4: Whoa! <laughs> <It>
0: was- <laughs> this is it a was- fantastic story.
1: <laughs> it was. I came out to tell this on the pod. This this literally happened like three months ago. It's like you reality TV star, bitch. And I said, Karen, and I was so chill. I had the dogs with me. She started complaining about what my, my dogs do. It just turned into this whole thing. I said, Karen, I go, Karen, you just really need to get a damn job. I have a fucking job. Like that's how it was insane. But I'm I'm like shortening it for this time for the time's sake uh, or for for this podcast. She went off. I went off. It was this whole thing. I, Brian gets home. He was like, "Rachel, you did that, yes." And we move next week. So, needless so to say, Karen's about... Karen's sabotaging the next neighbor. Her real her real name really is Karen, but real life Karen. She called me, "You reality TV star bitch." I said, She Karen. called
0: you a star." She called you a star, though. A star. Thank you, Doc. So I said, look "We at both top, know. Positive we Donnie. both
1: know I'm more than that, though." Come on, Karen. We both know I'm more than that. At least I got jobs.
0: You know what? You know what I wanted to say. What I wanted to say was there should have been fisticuffs after the B word came out, but no, there shouldn't have been.
1: Nah, she was bitching. I was bitching. I was fuck. I was fuck, fuck, bitch. bitch. I mean, like I'm, I'm sure. Did you use
0: the C? Did you use the C word?
1: No, I didn't use the C word. Why not?
0: It's such a good word. It just
1: wasn't necessary. Like I can hit her harder when I'm like, get a damn job. She, they cut her. It. It cut her deeply. You know when I talked you know about her get? ugly when I talked about her ugly dogs. You know it got it got to her. That was worse. You know than what we should
0: do? What mm-hmm. we should do? We should have Ebony come up here and take care of her.
1: Because that's Be what she used you. to
0: do. I, I, like yeah, that's <laughs> I what I would do. i would do. Like, I'm not
1: <laughs> like, Ebony in that.
0: Situation. Like what I like, like that's what I would do. Man, let me tell you something. You a girl in Baton Rouge? Not gonna talk shit to me. Not like talking about. Ebony Latham, not for the bullshit. Ebony <laughs> Latham is Ebony Latham is my father in a woman's body. I'm my mother in a man's body. Ebony Lathan is my father in a woman's body. They not she's not fucking playing with your dumb ass. She gonna kick you in your shit.
1: Sadly, she knew who I was, obviously. Reality Rally, TV, TV star, bitch. <laughs> right. There was right. only so much I could do. You know, she's probably on a Reddit talking mad shit about me.
0: Mad shit. You got an unexpected ally of the week?
1: I don't. Karen just pissed me off. Um,
0: um, uh, JJ Reddick
1: again. So he's on unexpected yeah. at this point. That's twice. You can't give it to him. I'm just. Again. i
0: just. I'm just the biggest JJ fucking Reddick fan in the world. Is as, as right now. JJ. <laughs> JJ. <right>. Like. <laughs> J.J. Reddick be fucking handling. Did you see what J.J. Reddick and and, and C.J. McCollum did to your boy?
1: C.J. McCollum too? Oh! I didn't see it. It was him. beautiful.
0: C.J. McCollum. McCollum and J.J. Reddick gave it to Stephen A. Smith. The topic was Darvin Ham's press conference, and Stephen A. Smith, was up there, yuck, yuck, yucking it up, and fucking J.J. Reddick and C.J. McCullen gave him the, the, the business. Give me the sound, Donnie. You
5: said a, a, a random, random take, and then you explained
0: a bunch of things about Russell Westbrook that had nothing to do with that take, and so I want clarification on this. Sure. What is your issue with Russell Westbrook being at that news conference?
3: That's a wild, not, that, That's a wild thing. That's a wild thing for you, you know, to say. Right. Him supporting his team, his organization, yeah. his coach—a fellow African American sure, man—that well, gets so hired so by so the Los Angeles that that don't, don't go. There. That's what he sounds like. You me, said, this, this is what you said. No, but no, no. But see, you, you cross, said
6: that
0: you're me. Crossing the
5: line when you bring up another African American—that's man. not where I'm going. You said that about the
0: Lakers. Organization mm-hmm. discussing trading him. What does that got to do with
5: him? Well, what I'm sitting on. What are you talking about with You said do?
3: him going to the press conference. You're disappointed. I'm
5: saying, I'm no. I'm saying. Don't run the tape. We got the tape. <laughs> That's what you're saying, <laughs> man. The <laughs> <laughs> right. organization
0: ass. has been talking about moving Russell Westbrook. They're talking about trading him. My <laughs> opinion is, is that this guy. There are question marks as to whether or not he's going to be a part of. The Tea. In your mouth <laughs> In your mouth I didn't
1: know the, the subject was Russell Westbrook Now you know I'm ride or die Russell Westbrook so Why is that? She's a big fan He was always of my Russell favorite like, Believe oh, it or that- not I know you never believe me when I say this But the reason that I was a big fan of the Oklahoma City Thunder Was because of Russell Westbrook You never believe me when I say that I was, I've always been a big fan of him <laughs>
0: Stop. <laughs> All right, yo we have okay so for mondays i, I want to make sure i oh quick question uh quick quick plug i want you guys to do me a favor i want you guys to um there's a book out there right now by a guy named david dennis jr david dennis jr is an amazing journalist he has written a, a, a brand new book. The name of the book is The Movement Made Us. Um, we have been trying to get David on this podcast so that he could talk about his book. Uh, it hasn't worked out yet. We are we are going to have him on, but it's an amazing book. Please if you if David if you David Dennis is on Twitter, he's on Instagram, hit him up, let him know how important he is. He wrote a great book. David Dennis, go get his book. Uh, that's amazing. On Monday, we're having Jared Hill from the Fanty Podcast on the podcast. We are going to talk more about Issei Atute and what happened um, in Virginia. Um, he is the host of the Fanty Podcast, half of the host. He also he hosts it with Ravel Anderson. Uh, they're going to come on here, and it's a podcast that deals in LGBTQ plus issues. Jared is someone who is a brilliant uh, man an amazing friend of mine and somebody who when I need my antenna pointed north on issues that deal with me and an ally to that community he can help me out so I want to talk to him about some of the questions that a lot of you posed uh on the reddit and on the facebook there are also several topics that we're here that we are going to get to we're going to talk about uh some of the things that are going on in, in in government right now. We're gonna talk about the Louisiana, the Justice Department probe into the Louisiana State Police that we did not get a chance to talk about today because it just came out today and we need a little bit more time to sink our teeth into it. Uh, so we got a lot of meat for you Monday. Big meat Monday, baby. <laughs>
4: That's
0: what it's called. Big meat Monday. Everybody come through and swinging some big meat on Monday, baby. Big meat
1: Monday. Woo,
0: woo. Take caps off, but do not stop learning. I am Van Lathan Jr.
1: and I am Rachel and Lizzie. Bye, okay.